and welcome to the free state of Florida. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, this past week was a very busy week. As many of the regular listeners know, we did some traveling. We have a home in Georgia, small place up in the mountains. And now we are down in the state of Florida, which is actually our home. And I'm broadcasting using a friend's location where it's a little bit quieter. There's a lot of activity at our house right now. So so recording is not easy. And so we're taking the program on the road. Well, we're going to be down here for quite a while. And it has been a while since we have been in the state of Florida. And I forgot how warm it can be here in the first part of October, getting out of the car and your your glasses fog up. In the mountains, we were seeing temperatures in the daytime of around 74, 75 degrees before the sun went down, upper 60s. So coming back to the 90s after such a long time away has been a bit of a surprise. A lot of exciting things happening for us as a family this month. I have a wedding to perform at the end of the month. I'll tell you about that later. Working on a project to increase the reach of shortwave. And this is very important. I really believe we're living in a very strange and unusual time. And I think you know it, I know it. Anybody should understand that we are living in a time like never before. On Friday of this past week, for example, I'm I'm listening to the news and the, and the job report came out and I think that more illegal aliens came into the country in the month of September than, than we had new jobs. And that's not a healthy way to, to operate our economy. So many things that are coming out of this administration, this Congress and this Senate are like nothing I have ever seen before in my life. Look at the topics of discussion today. You have the Department of Injustice run by a complete leftist. And now they're talking about weaponizing the FBI against parents that complain about the education their their children are getting in these indoctrination centers they dare still call a public school. I'm not saying it's everywhere. I've been around a few places and, and I don't see the extreme wokeism that we see in some parts of the country. Thankfully, there are still some school districts left that are reasonably, reasonably safe for your children to go. But increasingly, that is not the case. Go to a place like Loudoun County, Virginia, where they are concerned about teaching critical race theory. They want children. This is the goal now is to, inv- to, to vaccinate young children that do not need this experimental concoction. And by the way, by the way, just to be clear about something, when it comes to these so-called curable vaccines, they're not. Here's, the th- here's what we do know right now. Number one, if you think that Pfizer is an approved vaccine, it is not. What you are getting is still under the emergency use authorization. You are not getting that sleight of hand new one they told us about a month or so ago. Oh, the FDA is fully approved. Nonsense. 
Total nonsense. A total fabrication. An absolute lie. Number one, what they've approved is a similar concoction that's not yet available. You're not getting comorbidity or whatever they call it. They're not giving you that vaccine. When you get the Pfizer vaccine, you're still getting the experimental emergency use authorization vaccine, which means you forfeit all rights of suing anybody if you die, if you're seriously injured, have health issues, you're on your own. You're not going to get a penny from anybody. It was it was one of the greatest con jobs this government has ever pulled with that stupid press conference from the FDA, the Food and Death Administration. Yeah, I'm a little bit upset. And people are are running around saying, "Oh, I got I'm going to get that uh, approved vaccine." See, they tested that one. No, they didn't. No vaccine that I've ever been given in my lifetime has ever been an experimental one that came out in less than a year. Most of the vaccines that I got as a kid, later in life, even when I joined the Air Force, have been tested for for years. Even the swine flu vaccine, 1976, I believe, 30 people died and they pulled it from the market being too dangerous. We know of at least what they'll admit to, what, 15,000 have died? Probably 10 times that. But nobody wants to talk about it. All we hear from the reprobates is everybody's got to get fully vaccinated or we're never going to get back to normal. I got news for you. If you haven't figured this out yet, we are never going back to normal as long as we have those who are in charge of our government in Washington, D.C., And as long as certain states like California, New York, Illinois, and others can have their say and control your life. The entire concept of a vaccine passport is relatively simple. It is to get everybody into a uniform database. A uniform database. And eventually, because companies that are putting these things together and the prototype apps. They're also in the business of your medical records, your credit scores, and everything else. It's all going to be one record. It's going to be a digital record for you, simply for you. And now you have this government talking about, we want to know about any and all transactions of $600 or more. Actually, we want to know what you're doing with any bank account worth $600 in any given month. We want to know where you spend your money. That's what they're fighting for. They want to know where you spend your money. Maybe you give money to a church. Maybe you give money to this radio program. Eventually, they're going to want to know. Thankfully, right now, the banks look at this intrusion as a lot of work and expense on their part they don't want. And thankfully... Every major bank is fighting this thing tooth and nail. It may be a desire right now, and we just have to put the pressure on people in Congress and the Senate to say, just say no. Get this out of this stupid infrastructure bill that's going to destroy the economy of this nation. And don't think that's not the intent. 
the intent of this bill is to ruin the economy and people that are not discernible, they can't discern. They don't understand. They don't understand how this world actually works. They're going to look at this and, and look to the government saying, help us. Government, fix this. The prices are out of control in the, in the supermarkets. Gasoline is getting too expensive. I can't afford it. I want to get back to normal like it was just a few years ago in 2019. We want normalcy. We want it fixed. If you let the government fix it, you have been fixed. You have been fixed forever. We're coming into a time right now that is unprecedented. And while I'm looking at a, a wedding I'm doing at the end of this month, I'm also looking at what we as believers in Christ need to start doing to be prepared. For those that believe in the rapture, I'm glad you think that way. I don't. I'm going to be prepared because I am not convinced the scriptures say what some people claim that it does in terms of the rapture. It'll be wonderful if it is and we get out of this horrible tribulation, but the evidence doesn't doesn't really lean in, in, in favor of, of an actual rapture of the church. We're going to be going through some difficult times. And here's the key. If we as Christians do what Christians have always done in times of extreme persecution, band together, work together, care for each other, in many ways we almost have to build our own economy. We have to be able to live without some of the things of the world. We need to be prepared to be, well, kicked out of society. In places like California right now, Los Angeles, for example, if you want to go eat out at a restaurant, you have to have your vaccine passport, which eventually be part of your political and social credit score. In other words, they'll decide what you can buy, where you can eat, is this the mark of the beast? Some people claim that it is. I don't think that it is. I really believe it's a precursor. It's preparing us to have a society that is controlled. And, and the only way I can describe it is you'll become a free-range human. You'll be allowed to run around on the farm, but you can't leave it. And you'll be able to think you're free, think you're able to make your own decisions. But in reality your decision-making capacity will gradually keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The kind of car you can drive. What you're being taught in schools. If you go against the, the woke narrative, the FBI will look at you as a domestic terrorist. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, they'll think you're a nut job. You're crazy like the Soviet Union did. They considered believers in Christ way back when as insane and needed to be put in insane asylums. We've been very fortunate in the United States, very fortunate in Canada, very fortunate in Great Britain, very fortunate in Australia and, and so many other nations around the world where you had for the last 100 or so years or 200 years or so freedom of religion. 
and gradually that's being pulled away, taken away. Your Bible has hate speech. You can't say certain verses or certain passages in public because in London, England, it can get you in trouble with the London police because you're, you're talking about hate, what they declare is hate. Well, yeah, the Bible declares sin something that God hates. And when you declare sin for what it is, then you are accused of hate speech. Do you understand the narrative and where things are going? I've watched in nine months how fast this world and this nation, the United States, has unraveled and become unrecognizable from the nation of my youth, when I was in my 20s, when I first got married, when I was working in my 30s, 40s, and 50s, and even into my early 60s, I've never seen anything like we have today. This pandemic has allowed all kinds of satanic influence into our government. And and I've used this term where I feel like a broken record when I talk about the reprobate mind. The reprobate mind. And I refer to you to the book of 2 Thessalonians, this mass delusion. I had a debate with somebody not long ago. Yeah, I know it was on Facebook. Who cares? But somebody said, that was just written for back then. And I'm going, really? So you're saying that there's nothing in 2 Thessalonians that's of any value today because it was written for the, the folks in Thessalonica way back when in the first century? Is that what you're saying? to which I, of course, totally disagree. I absolutely disagree with that premise. This idea of of mass delusion for those that love their sin and love their lie, it is a continuing curse from God upon the people of this earth. It wasn't for Thessalonica alone. It fits the United States today. It is fit various times across history, mass delusion. Explain Nazi Germany to me without mass delusion for those that loved their lie. And as the Bible said, they damned themselves accordingly. The United States has had its share of problems in its history. It has not always been the shining city on a hill. It has had its bad moments, but nothing like what we're seeing today. Jen Psaki gets up there to speak every day at the White House and how she can willingly and openly lie. Either she is living in delusion land or she's a skilled liar and is proud of it. She's proud of being able to lie to the press and for the most part, The press just laps it up like a newborn kitten laps up milk out of a bowl. Have you ever seen anything like weaponizing our government against citizens, patriotic citizens? Give you an example of the kind of injustice that is becoming the norm, especially at the federal level. Let's go back to the summer of love, the summer of 2020, 
police cars, buildings on fire, Molotov cocktails being thrown, people being injured by frozen water bottles being thrown at them. We've seen courthouses, federal courthouses, burned. You can't get into them. And what did our FBI do? What did our federal government do? Nothing. Little or nothing. But you go protest in Washington, D.C. By the way, the more I watch some of the material that is just gradually dribbling out, drip by drip, I'm beginning to really believe from what I've seen that this entire so-called insurrection was put together by our own FBI. There are a lot of FBI people that were there. A lot of FBI people in the building. A lot of FBI people egging other people on. I believe in my heart the FBI was used to stage a coup just like Hitler burned down the Reichstag and blamed it on his enemies. That's the world we're living in today. We no longer have justice in this country. We have a legal system, and it, we make things legal, even though they're immoral, even though they're insane, even though they're wrong. They're legal. Killing babies in the womb is legal. But it's not moral. It's not just. It's not righteous. We are falling apart at the seams. And, and really, it's because the salt and light of the Christian faith is losing its savor and its light is going out. We now live in a nation, we live in a nation today where more than 50% of the people alive today in the United States do not believe in any kind of religion, have no faith, they're non-Christian, and of that 47% that is left, only a small minority are true believers in Jesus Christ. The rest just try to get along. Now, I want you to bear with me just for a couple of moments here. I want to share something that I read the other day over this past weekend. And I want to make sure you don't misunderstand what I'm saying and say, well, Bob said, no, I, I'm, I want you to understand something. I read an article, and it was talking about how, how could a Christian be in today's Democrat Party, as we know it, in the United States today. Now, by saying that, I'm not implying the Republican Party is somehow moral, just, clean, and, and godly. I'm not saying that at all. You know, 20-some-odd years ago, I was active in the Republican Party at the local level, in the state of Florida. And a number of years ago, I just felt that we're being used, that Christian people generally vote for the, quote, conservative candidate because they generally tell you what you want to hear. The problem is, more often than not, of late, even a significant number 
of so-called Republicans are nothing more than good cop, bad cop actors in the swamp. They'll cave to the Democrats in a heartbeat because they want to stay in power, stay in office. They want to still be invited to the same cocktail parties and still have the same access to power. Now, the Democrat Party years ago, and it's obvious to me, increasingly obvious over the years, it started by being, shall we say, disingenuous of the Christian faith or ignoring the Christian faith, but now in much of the places in federal power is in opposition to the true Christian faith. You have delusional people like a Nancy Pelosi, for example, and even a Joe Biden. Both consider themselves Roman Catholic. Both believe that if they pray their rosaries and go to Mass, they're going to go to heaven, period. And when they die, some priest will come along, anoint them and throw some holy water on them, and into heaven they will go. The Scripture does not declare that. The Scripture does not say that. They're living a delusion to think that they can do the things that they do. Oh, Nancy goes, well, I'm pro-life when it came to my children, but I want taxpayer money so others can kill their babies in the womb, and I'm still a good Catholic, and let's pray for Donald Trump. Baloney. It's all a lie. They're living, they're living a total, they're living a lie. And that lie is such that they have deluded themselves. Another aspect of the today's Democrat Party and even parts of the Republican Party and others, the Green Party, they worship the earth, not the creator. The earth is the center of their universe and their thinking and their being. And they, they cherry-pick science in such a way to tell you that the earth is in a lurch because of the fact that you drive a car, the fact that you have children, the fact that you use electricity, the fact you eat food. You're a danger to the planet. You have a carbon footprint. You know, read an interesting article. I shared this not long ago on this program came out of Scientific America, of all places. And it talked about there was a time that the dinosaurs roamed inside the Arctic Circle. Well, how did they feed themselves inside the Arctic Circle? Good question. Well, the Scientific America just says, well, it was a little bit warmer. (laughs) It was warmer back then. Yeah, it was a lot warmer back then in order for dinosaurs to roam in the Arctic Circle. They don't want to acknowledge that this Earth has been changing. Its climate has been changing steadily in cycles for thousands of years. Let me give you a little example. And this is a very little example, but it it proves the point. I can remember back in 1975, maybe 1976, I was living in Toccoa, Georgia, 
And Tacoa is about an hour or less away from where we live at during the during part of the year in Sky Valley, the little community up in the mountains. And back in 1976, Sky Valley had uh, some of these little condominiums. Matter of fact, that's what we have is one of those small, tiny places up there in the mountains that was built back in 1973. And, and back then, it was a ski resort. And I can remember being a radio announcer in Toccoa, Georgia, giving the ski report beginning in late December and running into the end of February, sometimes even to early March. And we included some places in North Carolina, and we included some places in Georgia, which included Sky Valley. I can remember going up there in the wintertime to visit. And there they were skiing on the little hill we live on now. And, and on the way up there, I wasn't sure what road to turn on. It was my first time up there. And when I stopped to get gas in a little town called Clayton, Georgia, I asked, uh, is this the way to, how, how far is it to Sky Valley? And a guy, just a, just a nice country gentleman, said, y'all going skiing? And I said, no, we're just going to look. He said, well, I don't know how they think they're going to be doing skiing up there because this, this cold snap is going to end and it won't be long and they won't be doing any skiing up there for a long time in Sky Valley. And I learned over the years that that part of Georgia has periods where there is snowfall for several years and then there's long periods where there is no snowfall. Well, the 1980s came and the snowfalls in Sky Valley became less and less. And the temperatures remaining at night or a good portion of the day below freezing also became less and less. And it became a fool's errand to even make snow with a machine. It became prohibitive. It kept melting too fast. And so they gave up skiing in Sky Valley. And they changed it over to golfing over the years. Now, these past couple of winters up there, we've had something they haven't seen in a long time in that part of the world. This past Christmas Eve, it snowed. We had several snowfalls in Sky Valley this winter. There were snowfalls the winter before and the winter before that, but I can remember a long period of time when that area virtually didn't see any snowfall at all or tiny dusting that disappeared the same day. Right now, they're going into a cooler cycle. This summer was cooler than last summer, which was cooler than the summer before that summer. We had a hard time breaking 80 degrees in Sky Valley in the warmest part of the summer. Temperatures 72, 73 degrees. That was our high. Temperatures 62, 59. That was our low in the summertime in Sky Valley, where I can remember 15, 20 years ago, temperatures more like 85, 86, 87. And nighttime low, 75 or 76. It's definitely cooler in Sky Valley. And the experts say it'll be that way for a while. 
But the climate change people, they kept telling us global warming till it stopped warming for 10 solid years. Yet they're still telling us we have 10 years left before it all falls apart. As I've said, and many of you know, we've been hearing we only have 10 years left for the past 50 some odd years. 51 years since Earth Day. We have 10 years left or it's everlastingly too late. And what is being taught in our schools today is very simple. We're killing the planet. Your parents' cars and the way they live, they're killing the planet. And you must do something about stopping the planet from being destroyed or there'll be no planet for you. There's so much evil in this world today, I can't even begin to describe the evil we're seeing. I really can't. And we're going to have to do something about it, and I'm going to talk about that on the other side of the break. What can we do in this very unusual time in which we live? This is the program Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. And we've been doing this program consistently for... Well, we're into our 14th month. Hard to believe that we're going to be in the middle of the month by the end of this week. Where is the year 2021 gone? Did we ever get back to normal after the pandemic started? As we said last year, don't count on it. It's not meant to happen. It's all part of a greater plan. And too many people are not able to see it. Many of you can, and that's why you listen to this program. I want to thank those of you that help us financially to keep the program on shortwave, and we're going to be expanding that outreach because even though it's growing as a podcast, and I praise God that it is growing as a podcast and more people are listening, I want people to know that you can hear it on international shortwave, and you can find out how from our website. If you look on the tab where to listen, it'll tell you where you can find it as a podcast and also the radio stations and the time the program airs. And hopefully by the time we get into November, there'll be some more airings showing. And that's what I'm working on as part of my time here in Florida. If you believe in the ministry, would you support us and help us out financially? If you can, you can make a check out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. That's a ministry I founded about four years ago. And it is what I use for the parent for this program, Truth to Ponder. And our mailing address while we are traveling for the next several months, it's not where we're actually at, but it's an address that is safe to use. And I'm very happy to have this. It's just Truth to Ponder. And the address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And then there's a box number, 3248. That's 3248. And the city is Crestview. That is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. Once again, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, 
32536. We'll take a break. We come back. Let's look at what we can do now in this world in which we live to make a true difference. Because I'm not going to give up without a fight. I'm not going to give up without trying to spread the good news of the gospel. I'm not going to just hide in my house or hide in the hills. We've got to be proactive. I've got a few thoughts on that in just a moment. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Israel and the New Covenant coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, there's a view that the church had that the New Covenant nullifies Israel. It nullifies God's calling on Israel. And it's something because when you read it, you read the the scripture, the prophecy on the new covenant, Jeremiah 31, 31. It says, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. And then if you keep reading, it says that I will never take my covenant away from you, Israel. As long as there's a sun and star and moon in the sky, the nation of Israel will not cease from being a nation before me. So the new covenant is not against the Jewish people, it's for them. It's the promise of Abraham that they would be a blessing to the nations. Uh, the apostles of the new covenant were Jewish. Paul, they're all of the seed of Abraham. The new covenant is that the seed of Abraham blesses the nations in Messiah. It's the fulfillment. So it's important. If you're in the new covenant, you're linked to Israel. You need to love Israel, pray for Israel, pray for the Jewish people because it came through Israel and it's going to be fulfilled in Israel. So their blessing is your blessing and your blessing is their blessing. And another thing, if God would abandon his people, Israel, and his promise and his covenant to them, then what assurance would we have? Thank God that he's faithful to Israel and he doesn't forget his promise because if he forgot his promise to them, how could you depend on him? But you know what? He hasn't. He's faithful to Israel, so he will be faithful to you and you need to be faithful as well. So rejoice. God is faithful to his people. You be faithful to him. Want more? Ask for the Genesis gene. Now hidden for 2,000 years, now revealed the awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it, and Sapphire is guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and the unreached peoples on five continents of every nation, over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA. You'll have a great part in God's end time calling. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. So write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Melech Yisrael the King of Israel. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to Truth to Ponder for this Monday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to take just a few minutes, if I, if I could, if you'll allow me, to thank 
every one of you that pray for me. And I want to give you an idea of what your prayers mean to me, especially in the trip that I just took. There's some things that I've never shared before with you, my audience, but I'm going to today. Before we left to come to Florida, I asked you to pray for my wife and I for traveling mercies and safety to get from Georgia all the way down to the east coast of Florida. Now, if we were to drive it in one stretch where we use one car and we alternate, it takes about 11 hours. This time we had my wife's vehicle to bring down because we're going to be here an extended time and I need the ability of traveling quite a bit for this project that I'm working on to increase the reach of short waves. So being without a car for days on end is not going to work. What you don't know is that for a long time, I have been having some issues when I drive. And I've had a hard time figuring out what is the problem that I'm experiencing. It's almost like a vertigo, but it isn't. There are times that I'll be driving on a highway and I just feel that when I'm over 50, 55 miles an hour, I don't have control of the car. Especially if I'm on a hilly road and, and I'm coming into a curve, I become very uneasy. And it has become an increasing problem over the last several years. It happened to me several years ago, maybe five, six, seven years ago, a couple of times, and I didn't think much of it then. Maybe it was my diet, maybe it was this, that, or the other. Maybe it was my back issues that I deal with occasionally. Maybe it's a pinched nerve, who knows. But I'll be honest, I was, you know, it was a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Back in 2019, I had made a trip up to Virginia from our home in, in Georgia. What should have been like a six or seven hour drive to visit two different churches and spend several days. It became a frightening nightmare coming home on Interstate 81 and heading toward Interstate 40 and then through Asheville, North Carolina to pick up the highways into North Georgia. I was having an incredibly difficult time driving. So bad that I had to get off the interstates and use my GPS to find two-lane highways that I wouldn't have to go too fast. It took me two days to get home, two nights, two motels, because I couldn't make much time. It was a terrifying experience. And at the time, my wife was in Florida when I made that trip. And I didn't know what to think. And so when we made other trips from Georgia down to Florida, my wife has had to do most of the driving because I've just been unable. And, and I've been very apprehensive about sharing this or talking about it. We knew we had to make this trip and we left knowing that it may take a little longer. We may have to spend an extra night. It may be a much longer journey if we have to use back roads and can't use the interstates. And as we left our home in Georgia, I was a little uneasy as I started. 
And then I left everything in God's hands, and I could feel the power of those of you that prayed for me to get us down to Florida. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I had no issues in driving. I had no problem maintaining the speed limits. I had no uncomfortable feeling. And I was able to drive for hours upon hours with no issues. And so for you out there that prayed for me, thank you. You you don't know how much this meant to me to make this trip. I knew for weeks I had to make it. And I left it in God's hands and I asked you to join me in prayer. And thank you that you did. And so here we are. We are now in Florida. A lot of work to get done. Because I think we don't have a whole lot of time to get a lot of work done for the kingdom. We are coming into a time, I am convinced, of persecution and tribulation, the likes of which we who are alive today in the United States have never experienced. Even the things that my grandparents would tell me and my father would tell me about being raised in the Depression in my, in my dad's case and serving in the Pacific in World War II as a Marine. If my father was alive today, he would be astounded by what is going on in our world. The things we took for granted 20, 25, 30 years ago, they're slipping away one little piece at a time, one item at a time. One little freedom at a time is just being taken away. And the acceleration of this loss of our freedom occurred when this pandemic began. All you have to do is visit the website of the World Economic Forum. You don't have to buy into any kind of conspiracy theory. It's there in black and white, right there on your screen, WEF.org, I think, is the address. And, and you'll see their plan for what they think should be the fourth industrial revolution where you own nothing and you'll be happy. You rent your, your home, your phone, your car, your appliances, your furniture, your clothes. And as long as you are a good citizen and you obey the rules... Why? They'll let you go out to a bar or a restaurant and you can, you can entertain yourself and you work the job that you are supposed to work. And as long as you keep getting your vaccines and as long as you are compliant and as long as you're not complaining, as long as you're not telling the school boards what they should be teaching your children or having questions, your social credit score will be sufficient for you to live in a comfortable manner. In other words, you'll be a free-range human still living in the bounds of the farm. But you're still going to be their property. And you're going to rent everything. You'll own nothing. See, the, the new economy is going to be based on if you are compliant and a good earth citizen, you'll be allowed to have your children, maybe, work your job, perhaps, live in your apartment, 
have your smartphone and all the things that go with it. But you're going to have to be an obedient citizen. And listen, this is not some kind of a strange conspiracy theory. It's out there for the world to see. They're not hiding anything. I talk to people all over the nation because of doing this program. The vast majority of you that listen have chosen not to be a part of the great experiment to make Pfizer and Moderna and other companies wealthy. You have chosen not to be a lab rat in a very diabolical experiment. Because, see, also coming out and ignored by most of the media, I mean, it's out there for you to find. It's not hard to find. And it's not on some conspiracy website. It's right there in black and white. But, you know, if the news is biased and controlled like propaganda, you never hear about it. You don't think about it. Use some common sense for just a moment. Dr. Anthony Fauci, government employee since the 1970s. He's like 80 years old now. Highest paid government employee. He has worked for decades playing with viruses, especially a coronavirus. He's been playing with this stuff for over 20 years. And when research became illegal in this country in 2014, he didn't care what the law said. He found a workaround. And he and his friends, using a group called the EcoHealth Alliance, funnel money to a lab in China where the research of gain of threat, gain of function, whatever you want to call it, was continued. We know that as a fact. They've also been playing with the idea of a vaccine for decades as well. There are times that I really believe back in 2020, let's say in April or May or June, when there was talk of a vaccine, remember that Dr. Fauci said he didn't believe a vaccine would be done this year. Maybe by the end of 2021, maybe, maybe sometime in 2022, but it couldn't be done this year. And anybody saying a vaccine will be prepared by the end of this calendar year of 2020 was just blowing smoke. He did that to discredit Donald Trump, a man that he despised. I mean, let's face it, he and Donald Trump never got along. Donald Trump caught him lying multiple times, changing his story multiple times. Every week there was a new, new concept, new crisis, new mandate. Don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, wear five masks. Social distance, stay home. Don't celebrate Christmas. He's already backtracking on that. He started, you know, being the Grinch that stole Christmas again. Uh, when he said, well, I'm not so sure about this year. We've got to get everybody vaccinated. And I'm trying to figure out why does everybody have to be vaccinated? What threat does the unvaccinated present to a vaccinated person if the vaccines are actually a real vaccine? It should be zero. Or so minuscule it doesn't matter. 
The idea that I get vaccinated to to prevent me from infecting a vaccinated person is nonsensical. It's like saying, I'm cold. You put on your winter jacket to warm me up. Makes no sense. But people are buying into the hype. They're buying into the mandates, the fear. If you want to keep your job in a company of 100 or more, you're going to have to be vaccinated. You know, it's a funny thing to show how two-faced some people are, like the governor of New York. All these health employees had to be vaccinated by a certain date or they were going to be terminated and they couldn't collect unemployment. And she's going to call up the National Guard to fill those spots. But see, the National Guard does not have to be vaccinated until July of 2022. How two-faced can she be if it's all right for them to be unvaccinated and fill the spot of an unvaccinated person in a hospital? Why can't the unvaccinated healthcare worker that's been there during the pandemic keep their job? What kind of insanity is this? We are deluged from all sides. Even some people at Fox News are, get your vaccine. Why should we be experimental? Especially those that have had the virus and survived. Their built-in immunity lasts far longer and is estimated to be 27 times greater than the best vaccine. And here's what we do know. These vaccines don't last. I can remember back in January when they were saying, okay, if you're over 70 years of age, get your first shot of Moderna or Pfizer and come back in three, four weeks or whatever it was. And once you get that second shot, man, your immunity is going to kick in and you're good to go. Now they're talking booster shots. And you got the Biden administration putting pressure on the CDC to lie through their teeth. Let me explain to you something. The CDC no longer, to me, represents true medical science. It is political science. That's all they really care about is the money and political science. The CDC, prior to the pandemic, was spending millions on gun control because that was what they thought their mission was, or climate, or other things. Not disease. They are nothing but a political arm of the leftist organizations, one of which now is the Democrat Party. And look, I'm not trying to be political. I have issues with both political parties. Trust me. I am an independent. I refuse to belong to either one of the parties because, face it, the Republicans keep talking a good game, but they fail to deliver. When they finally could deliver in 2017 and 18, they failed us miserably. Remember the first two years of Trump? It was Russiagate, Russia, Russia, Russia. He's he's a Russian spy, Russian collusion, the collusion delusion. It went on and on forever and ever. All we ever heard, Bob Mueller's going to, he's going to do the perp walk with the president. You watch, it's going to happen. I've seen the evidence according to Adam Schiff, the reprobate from California, 
disgusting individual that he is, the liar that he is, he sat on television knowing every night when he would talk to the folks at MSNBC, it was all a lie. Totally fabrication. He knew the origin came from the Clinton campaign, the FBI, the CIA, all these agencies knew and they were in on the coup. We can't even trust our own government any longer at the federal level. And if the Democrats have their way, they will destroy the election process to guarantee, to guarantee perpetual power forever. They're working on it. It's in their their infrastructure bill. Part of the infrastructure is permanent Democrat control. It is not so much the Democrat Party, it is the leftist satanic element that now runs that party. Like I say, Republicans, don't think you're getting off scot-free. Most of you are dismal liars and failures yourself. You have proven it. It literally took from Ronald Reagan to Donald Trump to get a candidate that said what he meant and meant what he said from the Republican Party. And now we have Joe Biden, the unifier, the man with experience, the man that can't answer questions, the man that they hide, the man whose policies are train wrecking this country. Look at gasoline prices, look at food prices, look at housing prices, look at how your your money is becoming less valuable by the week as they continue this incredible spending, either they're delusional or they are thoroughly intentional in their actions. They are wanting to destroy this country. How do you stop it? You start at the local level. You start in your your towns and your counties. If you are in a county where you're beginning to wonder about the things that are happening in education, I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm not trying to single out any place, but let's say you're in a medium-sized area in like an Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia, even southwestern Virginia. Run for the school board. Don't allow the educational class to run the school boards and the schools because they're depending on Washington, D.C. for their marching orders. It's time to take back on the local level. It's time to really vet the candidates that want to be your congressmen. The Senate is a mess because we got rid of the state's appointing senators way back during Woodrow Wilson's administration, a, a stupid idea if there ever was one. You know, if the 17th Amendment had not been passed, giving direct election to Senate, to the senators, we wouldn't have the mess we have today because the majority of states are relatively conservatives and we would have a Senate to stop the leftists in their tracks. But we don't have that anymore. 
That's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College. They want this to be a pure democracy, which becomes pure chaos, which is how you got an Adolf Hitler, duly elected, by the way. That's how it happens. That's how it happened in Venezuela. Became a pure democracy. They promised the world. They bankrupted their economy. Their shelves are empty. And that's the plan for America. We have one tiny advantage, even more so than Canada, even more so than Australia. We have 50 states, and currently the majority of those states are not in line with everything Washington, D.C. has to say. Maybe some cities, but, but trust me, not most of the communities, not the majority. You have to be concerned about who is your governor. In Georgia, you got snookered. You got Brian Kemp, a rhino. You got his, you got Raffensperger, the guy that was the Secretary of State that allowed the elections to be tainted in Georgia. You've got to be very concerned about who you put in office. You've got to vet them carefully. You have to worry about who's in charge in your city and your county. Don't take those elections for granted. Don't let the school boards throw some kind of a bond election on an oddball Tuesday in February that nobody knows about where they raise your taxes and change how your child is educated. Take control of your school boards. Take control of your county commissions or councils, your city commissions or councils. Don't be sitting on the sideline any longer. We, ha we can't do this. We've allowed the professional political class to take over. And if you can, get your child, if you have them, or your grandchild, if you, have, if you can do it, help to get them out of the public indoctrination centers. The best thing that could ever happen to public education is most of the students disappear and go elsewhere. Now, I know the governments will try to mandate that they get their power back. They're going to be screaming bloody murder. But we can't sit and say, well, when it gets bad, the rapture will take me out. That's stupidity. That's not even thinking clearly. Do you believe in our ministry here at Truth to Ponder? Would you want to support us? I hope you would. Tomorrow we're going to get more into this. I'm just ranting and raving today, and I, I'm kind of, I apologize. It's just a lot of my heart. I worry for my nation. I worry for my kids, my grandchildren, and even my great-grandchildren. If you do too, would you consider supporting us, making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Our address is Truth to Ponder at 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 3753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. 32536. And we will be back tomorrow on Tuesday with Truth to Ponder. May God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.